this is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing in life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. You can learn all about it at authormagazine.org, and we're funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They've been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. They're still doing it. Got a great conference coming up in September. I highly recommend you sign up for it. There will be a virtual portion of it. There will also be a live in-person portion of it. I'll be teaching there. Other great teachers will be there. Uh, Go check it out. It's just awesome. PNWA.org. So... I don't know what's going on. I don't. I noticed that all my guests recently have had some connection to Hollywood producers, actresses, and now today's guest, a, a writer who's been well, he does a lot of things actually: film, television, movie reviews. Gary Goldstein writes for film, TV, and the stage, and is also now a two-time author. He has written more than uh, written more than fifteen produced telefilms, plus the indie features. If You Only Knew, Politics of Love, and Mr. 365. Gary has sold uh, or optioned many original screenplays, has a string of episodic TV credits, and has sold half-hour pilots to NBC and Warner Brothers. He was represented on the Los Angeles stage in 2017 with the world premiere of his acclaimed Three Sisters dramedy, April, May, and June, produced by Theater 40 of Beverly Hills. It won five Broadway World Award nominations, including Best Local Production. Uh, He has also been a contributing film reviewer and feature writer for the Los Angeles Times since 2007. His debut novel, The Last Birthday Party, was published in August of 2021, and his second novel, the family drama The Mother I Never Had, is coming out in October of 2022. And, uh, you know, this was a great conversation. He's an interesting guy. Um, Anyway, more Hollywood stuff. It's fun to talk about. Enjoy. Gary, Gary, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Great to meet you. Well, it's good to have you on. So writing, there's just a lot of writing happening in your world, all different kinds of of writing from screenplays to to stage plays to film reviews, now novels, now novels. Congratulations, by the way. We're talking about the first one, which came out last August, but you got another one coming out next fall, too. In October. Yes, in October. All right, so busy man, busy man. That's good. That's good. Let's go back a little bit, though. Um, usually, someone who's doing this much of all different kinds of writing was always a writer. Was that true for you, going back to your childhood? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I was a I was the uh, film reviewer for our high school newspaper. I was a, a editor and uh, and a film reviewer in college for the high school news for the college newspaper. I wanted to be a film critic uh, when I before I graduated from college. That was my goal. So I love journalism. I love movies. I love kind of melding the two. Uh, but that that just was not a it wasn't a real uh, viable plan in terms of making a living um, at at that point. So um, I ended up going into movie publicity, uh, but oh, kind yeah. of by accident. And I did that for for several years and. Uh, worked for a couple of different companies and then eventually decided I wanted to go back to my first love, which was writing. And I started off writing uh, television, uh, to episodic TV. Now, how old were you when you wrote your first, you started working for writing for television? Like how, 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 what have been, how long have you been cooking along doing the other work? Uh, probably uh, a 
maybe six years I had been oh, doing that. Okay. Five oh, years. all right. So you were, you didn't take that. Yeah. You didn't let much moss grow under your feet. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, but I found out pretty quickly what I did and didn't want to do. I enjoyed being in publicity. I had a lot of great experiences. It really kind of set me up in a great way uh, as a marketing person to kind of pitch yeah. my material and yeah. all of that. And I was comfortable at an, at, a, at an early age uh, being at tables with producers and executives and things like that. So that was very helpful when it came time for me to be on the other side of the table and talk and meet with and talk to uh, producers and TV writers and, and executives and, and, and so forth. But um, I started off writing uh, episodic TV at the time. It was a period of time where you actually, there were certainly not the number of networks and outlets that there right. are now. So, right. so basically there were, and, and series, TV series used to do 22, 23 episodes a right. season. And they always had to hire a writer, uh, two, they had to uh, assign two write, WGA uh, freelance writers um, to uh, to write an episode of, of a season. So okay. I ended up getting some work that way because they had, had to hire somebody and I went and pitched a bunch of ideas. And, you know, before I knew it, I was getting these jobs. Um, wow. And what then, did you, let me ask you, just, to, it's interesting. So you're still a young guy, reasonably young guy. Um, you're living in Hollywood, I assume? I was, I, I, was living, I stayed in, uh, I lived in Boston to begin with. Oh, okay. uh, I'm from New York originally. I, I went to school in Boston. I stayed there for a few years after I graduated. I moved to New York and then moved uh, to LA. So I was in LA working for Universal Pictures. Um, by the time I, I, yes, by the time I decided to leave and uh, write for TV. So I was in a good place at a kind of a good time for that. And so when you, all right, so when you decided to try writing for television, did your, contacts and experience working from the publicity side help a little bit in terms of you knowing what to do with a script when you finished it? Like how, uh, how did that not go? Re- not, not really. No. Um, I, I, had, I worked with somebody there who, uh, he, he, somebody who worked with, who worked with me and we both kind of left the, left uh, the, the department at the same time. And he went off to work in, in TV as an executive. And I went off to work in uh, TV as a writer. And he was very helpful in terms of sort of just sort of give me a little bit of the lay of the land. And then I once you start once I decided I was going to do that, I sort of started asking people who I knew, knew who do you know in the business is writing TV. Right. And I met a lot of people and people were really helpful. Um, yeah. So I, I, I got that way. But no, it's kind of a different path. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, but like I said, it, it definitely helped me in terms of knowing how to present myself and market and marketing of, of material. Well, you were probably just, you know, I, I remember I was in L- doing I tried the film thing a little bit. It wasn't for me, but, you know, it's a whole different world. Um, it's a strange business. There's like everyone goes to school, but not for that. You know, right. they come there. They Everyone's just sort of scrambling and trying to make right. it. And what when you started getting the work, how did you feel about that? Were you surprised? Were you proud? Were you just trying to keep your feet under you? Like, what was that you like? Know, honestly, I was a little naive when I started in that I figured, well, I've been very fortunate. I've gotten some some good jobs in publicity and, you know, at, at college and, and you know, the years after that. And I just felt like, well, you know, I felt, you know, and I just, it didn't seem like if I, it was silly, but I felt like if I went after it and I just knew what I was doing, I would get work. But, but then it wasn't like that, you know, but, right. and I learned that quickly and it wasn't a matter of, being arrogant or anything. I just was figuring like people work. I, I can do this, this work. Nobody's telling me not to do it. And I don't know, you have to experience it to do it. Right. But I learned fast and, and, uh, and met a lot of people and, and I, and I was able to get an agent pretty early. Right. Um, and the work, work begat other work. And then I ended up uh, uh, expanding and learning how to write screenplays because I really yeah. wanted to write movies. And that was at a period where you could write a spec screenplay and maybe sell it for 
you can sell it for for a chunk, but again, enough to keep keep make a living. Yeah, Um, and maybe it would even get made, and you would get rewriting work from that. And the other spec market was really hot for many years. When I was like the eighties and nineties, right? It was the night, yeah, the nineties, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so during the whole night period, the nineties, I did sell a couple of spec scripts. I sold a couple of studio scripts and. And uh, it got some, I got some films made and all of that. But then, but then I, I also went back to TV and I, I, I sold and I wrote and sold pilots, uh, some half-hour comedy pilots, and I also wrote, started writing stage plays at this uh, around. Yeah, all right, so you're doing and, all this. I mean, there's just yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. But you know, each discipline really helps the other discipline. Sure. And, I've I've been I, you know I've been such a movie fan and theater fan and TV yeah. fan my whole life that it was just it, it's like who's your favorite child you know and and right. and all of that so you kind of go where the work is um, being in writing plays were phenomenal experiences from a learning point of view <laughs> well you know yeah I I wrote theater sketch comedy but it was theater so it was it was you know it was for the stage and my brother and I would perform and then I went to LA and I started writing screenplays and I realized oh. Because on the stage, it's just talk, 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 talk. Like that's that's all you got. And I had to right. cut that way. You had, had to go the other direction because in screenplays, right. well, I suppose teleplays that is are similar in terms of the amount of dialogue to to stage a little bit, right? I mean, well, it's a little uh, closer. It depends. You know, it, it's changed a lot. You know, I think yeah. now with the way television is now with streaming television, it shows like Breaking Bad or The Sopranos. Yeah, like film. Shows that are, there's so much about the writing. Yeah. Um, you know, you can you do the, the, the words are more expansive, I think, than, than they maybe used to be. Right. Um, but, you know, and they look often for TV writers, they look for playwrights because playwrights tend to be have good experience in dialogue and character creation and that kind of thing. Yeah. They may take a small idea. You know, stage plays can be smaller ideas, but, you know, given, you know, bigger treatment from a you know character point of view, which is always makes for good writing. Um, right. So I think there's a I think there's definitely a, a crossover there. So. All right. So when you were so and you like all this stuff equally, you were you there was not one that was more compelling to you than the other from the stage. Oh, the they all had their benefits. I mean, yeah. writing plays is not a, not a great way to make money. I'm a, I'm a, I was fortunate. I wrote one play that was produced and it actually was was optioned uh, uh, for a TV to be a TV series. Right. And I got hired to write the pilot of the of the play. And we went through development on it and never went anywhere. But that was a way to, you know, to actually you know, amortize some of the, right. you know, like what I did make writing a play. Uh, so, you know, you, you don't you don't write theater for for, you know, for, for the money, certainly not in the beginning. But but I was I've always been into the experience of it. And, you know, writers write and I learned more as a writer, writing plays and working with being there all the time during the production and working with the directors and working with the actors and, you know, being kind of like, you know, such a cog in the wheel, which you're not always in the movie business, a little more in TV, but in the movie business, sometimes you can be a little bit more on the outside. Um, so, so I felt for me, if I wanted to keep getting better as a writer, I needed to learn more nuts and bolts of things and be more intimately involved and really understand the acting process and the directing process. And as, as I said, as a playwright, you're allowed into the you're allowed to be there all the time. And, yeah. and also listening to a live audience and I wrote comedies and listening to a live audience is just such a great learning experience and understanding how to write jokes more. And that's why uh, sitcom television, you know, it, it's so much about. Uh, rewriting jokes and topping the jokes and seeing how they play in the tapings and all yeah. of that. And, it, you know, there's less of that now than there used to be, but, um, but yeah, you know, so they've all been great, great learning experiences for me. Um, sure. And I've also taught screenwriting for a lot. And, oh, and yeah? Uh, yeah, you know, and, and uh, my feeling, <laughs> my feeling so often is like, I, I've, I've, 
learned so much. I've been through so much. I've, you know, I've, I've learned the hard way sometimes. If I can help anybody, you know, get past some of the pitfalls that I fell into, you know, without them having to do it and, you know, spending that kind of time, my, what I had to go through is not in, it's not in vain, you know, oh, um, that's a nice attitude. So I really enjoyed teaching too. Uh, okay. So, you know, you have, so you, you uh, start, we started this conversation with, you said something I don't think I've ever heard someone say, which was, I wanted always to be a film critic. Right, I, I, I grew up with a guy. And I remember we went to see um, uh, Apocalypse Now. And he was like, and we left, we were teenagers. And he had this very cogent assessment of it. That was A.O. Scott. I didn't, he would oh, go wow. on to be, I was like, man, that was very thoughtful, Tony. Well, he'd, he'd go on to become a film critic. So, but he didn't know he wanted to be a film critic when I knew him. He just wanted to be a fiction writer. So. But you wanted to be, a, and you are, you have fulfilled your dream. I did. Yeah. So, so then amid all of this, and, you know, as a writer, as a screenwriter, you're always, I, I, you know, you're always in your, in your downtimes, you're always looking for other writing work. Sure, sure. Um, and there was just, I, I love the, I love film reviews and they're not quite as film reviewing and the concept of film reviews is not what they necessarily were back in the day when, you know, you had all the famous critics and all of that, right. but, the, but it's still a very, a really interesting writing form, I think an, an art form. And it's kind of, and it's, I think it's helpful and necessary in, in many sure. ways to give me things people watch. Um, so I started, I threw long story short, I started writing for a, a website. Uh, it was a good website that actually paid per review. It was kind of nice. really worth doing. And I did that for a couple of years and then I ended up parlaying it into some freelance work at the LA times uh, and it was just kind of, I just had a contact, I contacted the contact, um, and they said, yeah, you know, we'll try you out. And, uh, I did a few reviews. They liked them and they just sort of kept hiring me. And I have basically been film reviewing since 2007 for them. Wow. Um, and, uh, and I also write, uh, arts features for them. Uh, uh, usually around awards time, I write for the LA times envelope, which is a, um, which is their kind of awards magazine that goes right. on through the entire awards season, uh, do interviews and features and that kind of thing. And I, I love that kind of discipline. You know, I love that. I love journalism. Now, when I decided to write a novel, I thought that all my journalism work would really would really be helpful the for writing a novel, the prose part. And it was it was in many ways, but the punctuation is different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how you express things is different. Uh, you know, they they go by not to get into too into the weeds, but but there's the there's AP style, which is yeah. newspaper writing, and Chicago style, which is more more um, uh, fiction writing, novel yeah. writing. So I had to learn some of that. It was always a big learning curve. But I decided one day, I, I, before the right before the pandemic started, actually, I, I just wanted to write a book, and I I I've, I read all the time. I love novels, and I just yeah. said I, I just I really want to try my hand at this, and. Um, and I, I, somebody I follow on Twitter, author said, yeah, he wrote, uh, if you if, if you're a screenwriter and you just feel like you don't have the time to sit down and write a full novel, think of it this way: if you wrote one page a day, started January first, wrote one page a day, by the end yeah. of the year you have more than a novel. That's right. And I and I said, and yeah, you know, I'd use this joke. <laughs> It, it wasn't such a novel idea, but the concept, right. of, the concept of it just really appealed to me. I said, I'll try it. And I wasn't quite sure of the book I was going to write. I kind of, I kind of knew, I, I knew the character I wanted to write. Okay. And I just uh, put one foot in front of the other and wrote a page a day, two pages a day, three pages a day, whatever it was. I never missed a day. And by July of 2020, I had the first draft of the, wow. the uh, book done. And then I went through the whole process of editing and trying to get an agent and selling, et cetera, et cetera, finding a publisher. And ultimately I did. Um, and it was a 
it's been a phenomenal experience. So screenwriting and um, telewriting, for sure, that typically you beat it out, what they call beating it out, where there's really, it's kind of a pretty in-depth outline. I have a friend who went from playwriting, writing experimental theater in L.A., to writing for television and he and so who's quite the leap from just whatever linguistic driven you know UNESCO like stuff to you know procedurals but he was able to do it he learned how to beat things out so uh but fiction different animal a lot of people well fiction there's a whole spectrum of people who outline it don't and so coming from television did you automatically start outlining or did you let yourself sort of figure it out as you went along I kind of figured it out as I went along um because um Having written so many screenplays and really understanding that the, the the basic, the classic way of telling a story from start to finish, the way most movies are told, whether people realize it or not, they're generally told, you know, in, within this kind of yeah. this kind of structure. Yeah. Classic storytelling from day one. Um, understanding that and having it kind of almost sort of, you know, in, in, in inherent in, in everything I do. Your DNA um, by now. Yeah, my, my DNA, I could I could work on the novel and you know sort of look at the about how long it was going to be, how many words, how many pages, and I kind of knew where I was at each at each step. So I didn't. It, it was structured relatively like a screenplay, not quite as on the nose as a screenplay, right. but but I kind of was able to kind of, to write to to figure out the story as I went. Now that said, I wrote a lot of notes. I brainstormed a lot of things. I want. I I was very careful with my characters. I kind of knew the, the the setup and dynamics that I, that I wanted. I knew how I wanted it to end. I would say, if you know how you want, you, if you know what you want to happen in the middle of your story that accelerates the story and moves it in this new direction. Oh, man. And if you can know what your low point is going to be about three quarters of the way through and you know how it's going to end up, those are pretty good signposts. And, and that's what I did with The Last Birthday Party. And, and I, there were a lot of surprises. There were a lot of twists in the book. Right. And, and a lot of people were like, wow, I didn't see that coming. And it was like, well, I didn't see that coming either. I really didn't plan on that. But I had some great twists and some great things that, that just were unexpected. And it made it a very, you know, kind of a, a really kind of more exciting read. Now, maybe because I didn't outline it, because I, I did go by the seat of my pants a little bit, um, I ended up with more surprises than I might have. I don't know. I don't recommend it. You know, I no, think no, no, I, no, 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 yeah. no. See, it. surprises are good. And I will say, because I've interviewed so many writers, and I would say about 20 to 30% really outline. Another 20 to 30% don't outline at all. Yeah. And then that middle group say, well, they have sort of kind of what you describe, which is they have about, they have a number of plot points. I did like what you said. I think that's very clear, which is that you want, you want to know what, what is going to accelerate the action in the middle, which is, I was just watching a, what's turned, what was starting out as a great series on Netflix and it really floundered in the, it was one arc, you know, but it was done in series and it just floundered at that middle point where they just clearly didn't know how to, what to do with the action. And it was okay at the end, but then to know what the dead, the debt, your death moment is right. That the dark moment. All is lost moment. Yeah. Right. I got to have, the, but to know, but they really have a sense of that because that is going to be the arc of your story. And then the assumption is, you know, what your inciting incident is, you know, what you're, right. but that's, those are good, clear signposts to have. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just so stringing along. It's like you know, it, it's it's uh, it, and starting where you're starting is very important right. too. Yeah, you yeah. start at the right place, and and you know what your first line of your book is. That's always uh, yeah, you know, that's, you know, yeah, yeah. Times yeah. was the worst of times. You know what what are, what do you what do you want it to be? So I ended up with a, a you know a fun opening line, and it kind of became the theme of the of the book and all that. Who, okay, who's his guy? He's such a great writer, but he did West Wing, but he's done a lot of you know all a few good. 
what's the name? Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. So he did a great masterclass for that masterclass series. And uh-huh. He boiled down drama very succinctly. He said, what does your protagonist want and what is between them and getting it? Like, mm-hmm. like seeing it that simply, like what do they want? Right. They got to want something and why can't they get it? Right. You know, having it that clear is so helpful that when I was writing fiction, I would forget that. I would get tangled up in right. just sure. all the nuance. It's, and just a, it's, the, it's elusive. Because it's not always uh, the actor wants to win an Oscar. You know, it's not always the cop wants to find the serial killer. It's not always as easy as that. But yeah, you do need to know what, what it, not only is it, what do they want, but what is holding them back? Excuse me. What is it about their personality that's, you know, that's stopping them, but it also gets them into the mess of the story and how do they get themselves out of it? And what do they learn along the way? And a lot of it, and this is something that, it's more it, it's more done in movies than it's more thought of in movies than TV. But it's who is the per, your main character on their journey with throughout the bulk of the, the story right. that is changing them and helping them to obtain what they want, um, because right. it's, and that's how a character changes through events and through other people, the people that they're with. But, but having one person, it's like we used to say it was the two people on the movie poster. You know, right, and, right. and and so you, you we forget sometimes in books that that's that's a but that's pretty important. And that's a very helpful way to structure uh, things in terms of, um, you know, in terms of uh, where the character goes, particularly in that middle of the story, which can be a bit of a wasteland if you don't know where you're going. Oh, it, well, I always think it's like the beginning. You have the energy of the beginning of like the prop, you know, the instigating and then also just learning about the world, like what's going on. And there's all that energy. And then at the end, you hopefully have the momentum as the problem is coming to its head but then there's that middle area where you know everything about the world for the most part and that's where the problem has to get worse when they talk about you know put them up a tree and throw things at you got to really throw yeah. a lot of rocks at them throw a lot and of rocks yeah the problem has, and you know what's interesting i teach a lot of memoir and that i found that in memoir which is of course people trying to tell the truth about their lives people's lives actually go that way in other words they mm-hmm. have a thing that they some belief they have and things just get worse and worse until they change it. Right. It actually goes that our, way in life. Our lives, lives may not be structured exactly like a right. movie. Not as cleanly. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, but basically they have their beginning, middle and an end and the inciting incident and the yeah. low point and, and how they figure out how to fix it and all of that. Yeah. All right. So like, like I said, you, so that book came out in, in um, August. Have you been enjoying talking to people about, besides me, uh, but it, other people about it? It's, been, been, it's been great. It, it's has been it? great. Except for you, it's been great. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been fantastic. I mean, you know, people have been really supportive and wonderful and, and uh, I've been really been able, been able to share the process. Like, you know, these great questions you're asking and the story, the story of the, of, of, the story of the book is very, it's not, you know, everybody's, oh, are you your main character? I mean, I'm really not my main character uh-huh. in many, many ways, but there right. are some similarities that kind of bind us together, uh, which was really fun. And everybody says, well, he talks like you. And I, I well, that I wrote him, <laughs> but we're very, very, very different people. Um, right. But I love, I love writing it. And it's just a story about second chances and about, you know, do, do we have a second, second act in life at a certain right. point in our life? And it was kind of an amalgam of so many things I, 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 I observed in life, you know, getting to a certain point in my life and experiencing it. I could not have written this book X number of years ago. It really right. took me to get to this point in my life. I always say I taught my main character, Jeremy. I taught him all the hard lessons that I learned, that I had to learn the hard way, you know, right. and I put, I put him through them, you know, in, my, in the book. Um, but I had to have had those experiences myself to really be, be able to do that. Um, right. So it was kind of a nice amalgam of, of everything I had been through uh, in my life. Uh, and it's a fun book. You know, it's a movie lover's book. I mean, he is a film critic. That is he his is. job. I mean, yeah. character's a film critic and a screenwriter. But 
uh, but he has some very big twists and surprises along the way that happened to him. And uh, his wife leaves him. He meets a new woman. Uh, it's just life. You don't. There's a in the book. I say, you know, something effective. You don't know what's going to happen when you wake up every morning, and it's really true. And that's his story. So um, it was it was a joy to write. It's been wonderful. The whole experience has been wonderful, and I had a great publisher, and and uh, I've just met great people doing it, and it's been really oh. fun. Well, it, yeah. it really, it was, a, you know, it sounds strange, but it was a surprisingly good read because in a certain way, it's a kind of quiet beginning, but it was very compelling very early on. So you, you were, it was almost sneaky. It was yeah. like a, it was like an off-speed pitch you threw and I just found myself sucked into it. So good work. Yeah, okay. I hope you're pleased yeah, with that. But yeah. apparently you enjoyed it because you wrote another one and I assume you're well, writing I, another one. I learned so much. I had to amortize. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I learned and I learned so much about marketing. It's like oh, I want to, you know, do it again. But right. I, I really love the, the writing process. Um, and so, but the second book, which I wrote last year, took me a little more time because I was out, out there marketing the first book because sure. it came out last August. So I had a ton to do with that. So it took me longer, but I did finish it before the end of the year, um, and by like October, the fall. And uh, and it's a more serious book. It's called The Mother I Never Had. Let me show you. Can I be shameless? Show it to me. Yeah, I don't know. We might be doing the video version, but I haven't decided yet. But let me see it. Okay, whatever. So this is. uh, Oh, you've already. Oh, there is the last birthday party. Last birthday party. That was my first book and my second book, which is this in advance copy. It's called The Mother I Never Had. I like it. Nice cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a you know as much as the last birthday party is a romantic comedy. It's a funny book. Uh, it's you know wry, it's you know uh, uh, offbeat. Uh, Mother I Never Had is a very serious book. Although my editor said you even found the humor in the darkest moments, which was like the nicest thing. Anybody could That's say. great. That's because great. I really look at this. It's a serious story, but it's a it's a a family story. It's kind of like one of those what if stories. What if somebody came into your life who you never knew existed, and right. how do you how do you handle your life changing as an adult, having a parent in your life for the first time that you never knew existed. And, uh, and it was, it's a very, um, it's also set in LA, uh, but it's a very different kind of, kind of book, but I'm I'm very proud of it. And it, 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 I think it really covers some real profound areas and and it's serious. And I think people, anybody, I don't want to say anybody who's ever been a child or had a child or been a parent, you know, whatever will relate to it. But I think it has real universal appeal in terms of how we look at who we came from, where we came from, uh, what choices we want to make in our lives as, as adults. And again, what kind of holds us, again, what holds us back from getting the things that we want. Well, it sounds great. And I'm so glad that you've, 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 uh, you seem to have found a new thing to do. Not that you were lacking anything, but clearly uh, you, and are you compelled to maybe write a third? Yeah, I have. I have. A, I I haven't started yet because I've been working on a, a, a yeah. TV movie, which I oh. just finished recently. So, so uh, I didn't have the. T- I haven't. You know, I've been focusing on that. I've got a second one I'm working on, but but I do have a, a third uh, book idea that I have that I really want to do, um, and it's uh, uh, kind of a time. Uh, kind of shuttles between eras, between the '70s and, and today, oh. um, and uh, it's called "Please Come to Boston." So that's all I'll say about. It. But all right, uh, well, that's good enough. You know, well, that's great. Well, busy man, uh, but obviously you like it. You don't mind that because you know the thing about writing for television, theater, screen is you work with other people a lot. Even though you have to at some point sequester yourself and write, there's so much yeah. back and forth. Whereas with the fiction, you know, you just are in a hole for a while and then you give it to your editor. But yeah, that's yeah. a long way down the road usually. Yeah, it is. There's not a lot of people involved. Yeah, you know, it really is. But that's good too. I mean, I you're okay I with that. Me. I was on these books. I've had wonderful, I have a wonderful publisher. I've got you know, you know, great people who work there. I've been exposed to so many interesting people and, and, and supportive and, and, and smart people through the book world. Um, and I don't know, it's just, I think as writers, 
I've always felt it's so important to grow and always be learning something new and kind of uncovering new new rocks basically and also you know there's such a need for it with you know ip for under you know uh, uh, the uh, you know original property underlying material when it comes to scripts that in a way um i've written these i didn't write them to become movies necessarily but at least i have material that i think could become movies or mini you know limited tv series or whatever um and we'll see where that goes but you know that's a part of it too you want to kind of build your own i like own how you think Gary, you think big. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Gotta think big. You've got to think. <laughs> I mean, big things may not happen. But yeah, but think it. Hey, hey, you got to think it. I like it. All right. Yeah. Well, so if people want to buy your book, I mean, I assume your your website, they can go there, but where all fine books are sold or. Where all fine books are sold. Um, you know, if, if, if all your local bookstores, if they, they, Barnes and Noble is carrying it everywhere. If they're not, they, or a lot of the independent bookstores are, they can order it for you. Yeah. Um, and you can get it in your local store, support local booksellers. Or yes, yes, do it. So it's at, of course at Amazon and, and all yeah. the, anywhere online you can buy books. So, <laughs> and if you, and I say, if you, what I've learned is if you read the book, please leave a review on Amazon or Goodreads or one of the it's great It's true, people. It helps. It really is helpful. Uh, do you ever do uh, Zoom in for a book group? It seems like a good book I've group. Done, book I've group. done many. I've, they've been so, oh, so much fun. Uh, they've been some people I've known, you know, friends who've had sure. book clubs. Other people have just come to me out of the blue. And uh, and I've been, you know, all, they're just, they're really fun. Because, you know, a lot of people are there, you know, they're just having a great time. And they're sure. people, really groups of great friends. And they just have fun and they're drinking wine. And, you know, and it's just really been fun. So I've zoomed into a lot of them. It's really, oh. really been fun. Yeah, well, you're fun. having fun, Gary. You're doing it right. I uh, Congratulations. I know it's af- somewhat after the fact, but congratulations. And on the next book. But Take it whenever, whenever I get it. <laughs> oh, take it. Take it, baby. All right. I got one. But I'm not quite done with you. I got one more question. Okay. And what I want you to do is finish the sentence. Finish the okay. sentence. If right, And you've done a lot of writing. A lot of it. If it's taught you anything, all the writing you've done, it's taught you what? Never give up. Yes. Don't. Don't do it. Don't People hate it. Right. Yeah. If, if you think it's hard to, if you think it's hard to, to get ahead writing by writing, imagine how hard it is by not writing. So <laughs> it's true. Ahead, keep writing. Good things will happen. I like it. Thank you so much, Gary. This was great. Thanks, Phil. Great to talk to you. I like, I like that. I like, it's hard to try to get ahead writing, but it's even harder not writing. It's true. It's true. Don't give up. Just, just, if you're enjoying the journey, if you're enjoying the journey, then you're doing all right. You're doing all right. It'll take you somewhere. I got to, I have to be reminded of that all the time. Oh, I have to be. Yes, indeed. All right. All right. This is fun again, as usual. I'm looking forward to doing it again next week. I want to thank my producer, R.J. Jeffries. And I want to thank all of you out there for listening. And, of course, as always, go find something you love to do and then do it.